Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock, and today is June 5th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Bryce Miller disappointed one again, once again, 700 runs and 2.1 innings against the Rangers. He didn't do well against the Yankees, and you're worried, oh no, is this the floor we were all told about? It is a little bit, a little bit worse of a fastball, worse a vertical break as well for Bryce Miller. I think we don't really worry about it. I know it sounds crazy. Three whiffs in this one. He just didn't have it. He threw badly located fastballs. It wasn't his best stuff. He didn't have his secondaries. There's a reason why he was so good before that Yankee start. And I is still there. This is the valley that we see often with young players. I imagine Bryce Miller is going to get out of it. And when he gets the Angels next, I think that would be better. Also, there's an easier schedule from there. I know you're scared. We're going to get through this. Nathan Evaldi against the Mariners, he just keeps rolling along. I don't want to give him the aces going to ace label because I don't really believe that he's going to be a top 15 guy the entire season. I just don't. I think this is a really good stretch from Evaldi. The splitter has been working out really well. The velocity has returned for the most part. It has dipped a little bit to 95 as opposed to 96, 97. Well, at least it's not 93, 94 that we saw last year for Evaldi. Yeah, I mean, just keep running with him. And I don't know if he's going to get an ace. He's going to ace. He certainly has performed that way, but it's about the next four months. Brady Singer is a cherry bomb, and yet he came through against Rocky Road with a win. 5.2 innings, zero earned runs, five hits, zero walks, and seven strikeouts. The slider's got nine whiffs. It's good to see it. He's still volatile. Like, this doesn't change anything. This is part of the story that we already know we're reading of Brady Singer. Tristan McKenzie had a fantastic return to the majors, returning from the IL for five innings, zero earned runs, one hit, one walk, and 10 strikeouts against the Twins, 15 whiffs. This was the best I've seen in Tristan McKenzie. Why? 50% CSW on 30 combined breakers. Insane. I mean, it was actually even higher than that. I believe it was maybe 16 over 30, or maybe even 17. I, I it, it was wild, and the fastball was... Then the upper half, nothing in the bottom half. Normally what I see from Tristan McKenzie is just kind of like a general inside the zone. This was actually upper half intention. Oh boy. If this is real, this is like the most ridiculous IL return start I've seen in a very long time. Uh, Marcus Stroman against the Padres, six innings, zero runs. We just keep rolling with him. He's throwing a ton of grounders and the Cubs defense is top two in the majors. Number two. So he's playing to his strengths, and it's good to see that. J.P. France is good. He's not amazing, but he's good. Seven innings, one earned run, three hits, one walk, and three Ks against the Angels. Don't expect a ton, but he should get a lot of wins pitching for the Astros. Adrian Hauser got the gold star as he got a win against the Reds in Cincinnati. Seven innings, one earned run, six hits, zero walks, and two strikeouts. It's He just chucks fastballs, and sometimes it just works. That's it. I don't. I, I can't do this. Ranger Suarez was our stream pick of the day. Both me and PL bought. 
and he got the win against the Nationals. Seven innings, one earned run, eight hits, one walk, and three strikeouts. It's great to see the general command work. It's also interesting to see more curveballs this year from Suarez. It was an 8% thrown pitch last year. It was a 23% one in this, and he's done that a little bit more this season as well. I think it's 18% for the entire year, maybe 20% now. So it's kind of interesting, but yeah, he gets the Dodgers next, so we're not... We don't need to hold on to Ranger Suarez. Speaking of the Dodgers, Bobby Miller went against the Yankees and was so good with the slider. 11 over 30 whiffs on that pitch as he returned six innings, zero earned runs, one hit, two walks, seven Ks. Bobby Miller is the real deal, y'all. Like, he has a legitimate pitch mix of, I think, five pitches. Curve, change, slider, and then two different types of fastball, sinker, and four-seamer. Fastballs are still super good velocity, and he commands them better than gen- than most high-velocity pitchers are. And then you have this slider that finally showed itself with its plus stuff. Yeah, I'm so very in on Bobby Miller. Uh, Domingo Herman against the Dodgers on the other side. 6.2 innings, one and run, four hits, one walk, and six Ks. It's good to see this. He now gets two straight against the, the Red Sox. I think we're okay. Uh, the curveball is amazing. He's throwing it over 40% of the time, and it's still performing super well. While the fastball and change are not that detrimental. So, okay, that works. I think I'm buying back in into Domingo Herman uh, more so than Clark Schmidt, for example. Rich Hill against the Cardinals. Sometimes he does this. And maybe it's just the Cardinals being just a terrible offense right now. He got the win. 6.2 innings, one run, four hits, three walks, and six Ks. Cool. I really don't want to rely on Hill if I can avoid it. Griffin Canning against the Astros. Six innings, one run, four hits, one walk, four Ks. He gets Seattle and Kansas City next. And you might want to hold on to it. I don't know. It really depends on a given night if Canning can rely heavily on the breaking balls and the, and the changeup. Slider was 40% usage here. Um, 35 thrown and also matching 40% uh, CSW. He get, yeah, it, it could work, but if Griffin Canning needs to rely on his fastball 35 to 40% of the time, it's because his secondaries aren't as good, which means he's going to struggle a bit. So I think that's good enough for 15 teamers, 12 teamers. You can probably hold off on it. Matthew Boyd and Kopech dueled, and they both had nine strikeouts in this one. Boyd went five innings, one earned run, three hits, zero walks, and Kopech went six, seven innings, two earned runs, three hits, one walk. Do I really buy either one? No. Matthew Boyd did have really good command of four seamers up and everything else down, but just two slider whiffs, and I really do feel that I can't buy into Boyd being a fastball whiff guy, and I need to really buy on, into him demolishing guys with that slider. Meanwhile, Kopech... It's 95-96, 40% CSW on the four-seamer, and a slider had 60% strikes. This is better. It was it was better overall command and inside the zone for him. Now he gets the Marlins, so I'm in on Kopech, but then after that, it's a tough schedule. So really, we're still playing it case-by-case case with both of them. I think Kopech in the short term is more believable than Matthew Boyd is. We have a lot of other guys to talk about. Kyle Freeland or whatever. I mean, Kyle Freeland did one strikeout in seven innings. Whatever. Do whatever you want with Freeland. One for 31 CSW and his four-seamer and changeup. He earned 10 slider whiffs, but still one strikeout. Okay, don't get too ridiculous about this. Okay, fine. Joe Ryan, Zach Gallen, Tyler Wells, Yusei Kikuchi, Miles Michaelis, Taj Bradley, a lot more others we need to talk about. And we'll talk about all of those after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. 
Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Joe Ryan did well. His slider in, in splitter went one for 28 whiffs. If only it were doing wonderful things, too. He could just be so, so good. Zach Allen was better. Uh, six innings, two earned runs, nine hits, one walk, six Ks. He got singled out a little bit. An error as well. Um, fastball plus curve were a better combo than I've seen lately, so that's encouraging. It was also against Atlanta. Changeup and cutter are not, not there right now, but Zach Allen's good. He's not really top 10 starter in my head. He's more like... If it was like preseason or something, he'd be, okay, 15-20, something around there. But it's still very, very good. Ace is going to ace. It's a good feeling with Gallon right now. Speaking of which, Tyler Wells is still on a roll. Nine strikeouts again. Five straight games of seven-plus strikeouts. Listen to the podcast with Alex Fast. It's on the network. It's our Talking Pitching series. Amazing change up here, 48% CSW. You just keep rolling with Tyler Wells. Yusei Kikuchi had a golden goal. As he went five innings, two earned runs, four hits, one walk, and eight strikeouts. 19 whiffs, 39% CSW. It's absolutely crazy. Absolutely nuts. The curveball showed up again for 20 thrown at 50% CSW. And the slider was 37 thrown at 41% CSW. So if Kikuchi is able to throw these fastballs in the zone and get away with them and have these two breakers work, that actually is a, as a thing that works. That's the most believable version of Kikuchi I've heard. And now I guess the Twins, and the Twins aren't that scary. Uh, and I, maybe. Maybe I could do this with Kikuchi. Miles Michaelis allowed 10 hits in 5 innings and with 200 runs against Pittsburgh. Okay, it's it's the old Miles Michaelis. Two strikeouts. <laughs> Taj Bradley against the Red Sox. 6Ks. This wasn't really his best start. 9 base runners. Uh, 200 runs, 5 innings. As the fastball wasn't up as it normally is. So it, this was this was a step back with this command. Only five or twelve curveballs for strikes. I hope he recovers. Yeah, I think it's the biggest issue with Taj Bradley is he isn't really a command guy. He's a general area guy, and he needs to get a little bit better here. Could I sing? It didn't have his chain, his splitter, I should say. And what do you know against the the Jays? That fork ball wasn't there. So five walks, four hits, three Ks, three earned runs, and two point two innings. He's a cherry bomb. Trevor Williams, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Uh, didn't do well. Tanner Hawk didn't do well against the Rays. Not too surprising the command isn't there. Ben Lively didn't do well against the Brewers. It's really disappointing because the slider won 24% CSW. But really, he allowed two home runs. I led for 400 runs. And they went seven innings and five earned runs, six hits, three walks, five Ks. It actually wasn't as bad as it seems. Really, those home runs are that's it. And now he gets the Carlson Astros. And I feel like we're out. But then again, I could be overrating the Cardinals offense. So maybe Ben Lively does well there. Sandy Alcantara had one terrible inning against the Oakland Athletics and was dominant otherwise. Seven innings, five earned runs, six hits, zero walks, and seven Ks. He has a 60% left on base rate right now. And the whiffs are back. Buy low on Sandy Alcantara, I'm just telling you. 
I'm not just saying that because I have this, you know, this history with Sandy Alcantara. I've gone out on other guys that I've been enamored with. You know this. Sandy Alcantara, no, you you stay in there. Paul Blackburn against the Athletics, five innings, five earned runs, seven hits, two walks, three Ks. Yeah, very disappointing considering that Blackburn was looking really good with the curveball insider last time and not so good this time. He does get the Brewers, though, and I think that can still work. Michael Soroka was very disappointing as his command was not nearly as good as he was in his first one, but he does get the Nationals and Rocky Road up next, and I think I still lean on Michael Soroka despite 3.2 innings, 5 red runs, 7 hits, 4 walks, and 2 Ks against the Diamondbacks. Uh, this felt atypical to me. Um, Anthony Descafani, we can drop, guys. Cubs and Dodgers are next. One against Baltimore, 3 innings, 5 red runs, 5 hits, 3 walks, 2 Ks. There has to be something better on the waiver wire. And Ryan Weathers, absolutely not. It is very exciting today, though, as I'll talk about today and tomorrow's starters, because Andrew Abbott is making his ML debut. debut. But where do I have him? Well, not an auto start. That's Shane McClanahan and Aaron Nola. Very clear there. Probable start is Braxton Garrett and JP Sears. I flip-flopped them. I want Braxton Garrett as my streaming option. It's just safer, I think, against the Royals and the JP Sears against the Pirates. Blake Snell against the Cubs and Johan Oviedo against the Athletics. I think Oviedo Sears Garrett is a really interesting trifecta of streams. I moved Mike Mayers into the questionable start tier against Miami because I think I was... He doesn't have as long of a track record and Miami has done some interesting things, but that's another interesting stream. But I have Andrew Abbott above him the questionable start tier because he's done so well in the minors and it's against the Milwaukee Brewers. It isn't Cincy, but I just have a feeling that Andrew Abbott is going to come through here and I'm realizing now, ugh, that camera angle is so bad as I do the video for YouTube tomorrow. I'm so upset about that. Um, but Andrew Abbott is someone you should be picking up in your 12-teamers if you haven't already. Martin Perez against the Cardinals. I raised him up a little bit as well because, again, the Cardinals, I think I was underrating them or overrating their offense. And Martin Perez should be better than Brian Bayou gets the Rays and Brandon Bialik who gets the Jays. And then do not start as Joey Wentz, Kyle Hendricks, Julio Tehran, Alec Manoa, and Adam Wainwright, none with a good matchup and just not worth your time. Looking forward to tomorrow's starters, Kevin Gosman, Joe Musgrove, Logan Gilbert, Mitch Keller, James Paxson, Freddie Peralta, Zach Eflin, Jesus Lazardo, and Bryce Elder are all auto starts. Yes, Elder against the Mets, because let's be honest, you're just going to do it. I'm going to tell you that, oh, it shouldn't be this, it shouldn't be that. You're going to do it, and that's what the Vargas rule is. Probable start tier has Shane Bieber, Tony Gonsolin, and Lucas Giolito. I was tempted to put Tony Gonsolin above uh, Shane Bieber, but it is in Cincinnati. Well, Shane Bieber does has that as a slider, and Lucas Giolito against the Yankees was a tough call for me. But ultimately, I think if you have Giolito, you're going to start him against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. And the question will start to you. Know, Luby Varland is, is my stream pick of the day because really, honestly, there aren't many good streamers. And I think all of the good ones are today. So if you're trying to find streamers for tomorrow, eh, I would try and do as many as you can today instead. Um, Louis Varland against the Rays, though, is my pick as his stuff has been that good. And it's just the offense that's holding him back right now. Uh, Hunter Brown is against Toronto. That's very tough, so it's a questionable start, but I really do like Hunter Brown. Kyle Gibson, I know it's the Brewers, but you never know what Kyle Gibson is going to do. He just does whatever he wants. He succeeds against good offenses and does poorly against bad, so good luck. Dane Dunning gets the Cardinals. Clark Schmidt against the White Sox. I don't totally buy it with Clark Schmidt, but the White Sox are bad against right-handers with good breaking balls. Tom Walker against the Tigers. I don't really want to do that. Um, James Gerpillion against the Pirates. Maybe the four-seamer insider work. Zach Greinke is Zach Greinke against the Marlins. And Tommy Henry could work out against the National. He just worked out against Rocky Road. And then do not start to irritate in Wisniewski. Uh, I want to wait to start before we jump back in. Tyler Anderson gets the Cubs. I feel like that's too dangerous. Luke Weaver, Carlos Carrasco, 
Matthew Libertor all have terrible matchups. Daniel Slamet is not the old pitcher, and he's in cores. Jake Irvin, Garrett Hill, and Sean Manaya in cores. No thank you. All right, that is it for today. Uh, the list is coming out tomorrow as I'm traveling. Uh, right after this podcast, I'm heading off to the airport uh, to head back home to New York. So normal schedule will start tomorrow and everything else. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your babbits below and your strike outside.